0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a huge weekend in the Scottish Cup. Celtic get past Alloa to face Wraith Rovers, but at what cost with Callum McGregor set to miss the Old Firm game? Rangers get a trip to Annan and welcome back Joe Aribo earlier than feared from the African Cup of Nations. And there was drama up and down the country with the holders St Johnston going out to Kelty. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Andy Halliday and Hugh Evans. Celtic win. And lose big time The loss of Callum McGregor Has come at the worst possible moment For Ange Postacoglu Tom Rogic and Daisen Maeda Have gone to play for Australia And Japan respectively David Turnbull's a long term injury And Hearts on Wednesday Is a short term priority Where the league title is concerned But Different story for Rangers Nigeria lose to Tunisia In the Africa Cup of Nations And Joe Aribo Is on a plane back to Glasgow For you know what Next week And now over to A prolific goal scorer Look at him sitting there Raging three and a half minutes in His goal's not been mentioned His assist's not <laughs> been mentioned The fact that he got hooked After 60 minutes Against a junior team's Not been mentioned either Go on Have found your moment he, Found his level in Auchinleck <laughs> <laughs> Well I'm sure we might get into that uh, Sooner rather than later Gordon But as you said, some huge results at the weekend, some big news as well. I'm sure Rangers' result on Friday was overshadowed by an even better result last night in Nigeria being knocked out of AFCON. And now we're into some huge games in the Scottish Premier League going into this week. Yeah, strange upturn in interest in the Tunisian national team from <laughs> yeah. part of Glasgow last night was a an interesting turn up. But lots to get through tonight. Andy and Hugh are here and they want to hear from you. 01419511025. So pick up the phone. And let them know what is on your mind Where to start If we are talking about the game at Alloa What about the result? What stood out for you? Jackie Mackis scoring Abada getting another goal of course uh, The injury to McGregor and others Might well overshadow that So Celtic fans pick up the phone And let us know Rangers fans Just how pleased are you At Tunisia's victory last night The one which sees Joe Remo come back here uh, To kick things off with Rangers again Earlier than I'm sure you feared Robbie Nielsen and these gaffers talking about John Souter. Andy Willett no no doubt elaborate on his goal at the weekend. Kelty dumping out St Johnston. There is so much to get through. So let's hear from you right now, please. 01419511025. Right though, before we get any further, your result of the weekend is an easy one. Yeah. Who, who am be. I kidding? It's got to be. Kelty are in League Two. St Johnston are in the Premiership. St Johnston are the holders of the Scottish Cup. And Kelty from League 2 knocked them out And deservedly so A horror story for Callum Davidson But magnificent for Kevin Thompson I was going to pick the same But he had a go at me at the start of the show And I thought well <laughs> Robson and Jerome So I'm going to change it to Annan Athletic oh, you're League break 2 Annan Get him out of here out the bankies with two late goals But I mean dramatic stuff 3-2 down minutes to go I, I must say I feel I was devastated for the bankies I really was Uh what other one then If you had to pick another oh, Come on oh, You're joking me Come on How many oh, Forget it right? I, I, even, I thought, I thought even, We'll get to it I thought it was a way about The professional. It was professional Very it professional was. I'll give you that much um, Goal of the weekend By the way I think you were spoiled For yeah. choice I was marvelling And it's good to see The old fashioned Saturday night highlights as well It's good that The full uh, 
card there in the, in the Scottish Cup it takes you back what did I, you I, I turned it off when Adam came on I have to thought you might have what did you go for uh, I'm going for Lille Abada uh, you know Celtic uh, in the absence of Kyogo uh, and Maeda uh, will need firepower uh, Giacomacus got a goal but the goal that was scored by Abada I thought was top draw <laughs> I heard that's did the not greatest go, not go for your own. I've seen it at Beachwood. <laughs> so I mean, I'm surprised like there's a lot of great candidates but left it for you. Had to be the first. Had to be the first at Beachwood at the weekend. Just to get it up and running. Yep. Definitely. Give, give Liam Boyce a big shout. I'm surprised they let it, I did let actually, it go for you. And I, I, I've said it before, I, I've certainly not been known for a lot of headed goals. Yeah, so I'll any, give you that. Any you're, that I get at the score of the weekend. You're second of the season. You're turning into Mo Salah Third. Third. Third to you, yep. Um, Cove Rangers in the cup as well. Oh. Ah, okay. Uh, he's a cup specialist Howler of the weekend I'm going for Don Robertson I thought his performance uh, At the Alawa Celtic game Was unsatisfactory uh, The referee has a duty To protect players I don't think he did that uh, I think he Ought to have shown uh, A red card For the challenge On Abada uh, uh, Gucci rather um, So Overall I thought his performance Was very poor I've got a Funny feeling we'll get to that on the phones Call it a, a slight inclination So you don't need to elaborate any further at the moment Andy, your howler of the weekend Well since I left out Kelty for the result I've got to go with St Johnson okay. as the howler of the weekend Ten defeats on the spin What does that mean for Callum Davison and his men? Where, where's the upturn for here? But all credit to, to Kevin Thompson and Kelty Hearts It was a fantastic result And if you're going to do it Don't do it at a ground that you have to walk right through Your own fans to Absolutely. get back to the dressing room You've got to plan these things out right? 01419511025 Let's hear from you lot please on the phones Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB So much to go over Busy weekend Lots to look forward to as well the, the transfer window What we've got a week left or so So there's really a lot to get through I'm not saying it for dramatic effect Get your calls in early 0141 951 1025 Let's start by hearing a bit from Ange Postacoglu Shall we? Uh, he says Celtic should have won by a more comfortable scoreline He says he won't be too hard on the players And just happy to be in the next round Yeah no, I think we, we kind of Made things a little bit difficult for ourselves By not keeping the game a bit, bit simple, especially in the first half. But we created enough opportunities to, to make it a, a sort of more comfortable victory. But um, having said that, you know, difficult pitch for us and the way we play. And you know, we had a, quite a few guys obviously playing their first sort of significant game time for a while. So with all that in mind, it was okay. As I said, we, we could have made the night you know, a little bit more comfortable for ourselves. Um, a, by taking our chances and B, by just keeping the game a bit simpler. But as I said, there's there's some mitigating factors in there which, you know, I can't be too too hard on the players. But, you know, that, again, that's the nature of cup football. And, you know, the most important thing is we're through the next round. I thought uh, Ange Postacoglu's demeanour after the game showed how much he, he felt about the injury sustained by Callum McGregor. He, he looked devastated, Ange Postacoglu. Um, there's no underestimating the loss of your captain. The loss of arguably your best player uh, And on a night such as that You know when Celtic really ought to have won comfortably uh, And not sustain the damage that they did uh, So he's got an awful lot of thinking to do Between now and uh, Tynecastle on Wednesday well, Let's bring in Davey and Wishow And see what's on his mind Take it away Davey Hi how you doing guys? Good thank you good What did you take away from the weekend then? Uh, well obviously I'm, I'm a Celtic supporter And I've Sitting watching the Celtic Alba game, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. How out of control the game got. Sure, thought I stole my thunder a wee bit, but 
Where was the protection for the Celtic players? I mean, you could, there was the elbow for Salmon on Welsh. As soon as Jota came on, he was snapped in two by Taggart. Then five minutes later, it was Rogic. Then Abada, Idiguchi. No saying the Callum McGregor one. I've not made my mind up if that was deliberate yet. But for one yellow card to be shown, eh, Alaba was absolutely disgraceful. Well, I think you agree, Hugh, mostly uh, yeah, with that. I thought it was um, primitive football. And I'll, I'll say that again I thought it was primitive football Based on physical intimidation um, We're trying to have a, a football competition here Whether it's cup football or league football um, th- th- That's not modern day football And I, that's why I thought that Don Robertson Let down the Celtic players Didn't offer protection Didn't offer uh, the ultimate deterrent of a red card When Gucci uh, suffered what was We don't know yet how serious mm. an injury But uh, <sighs> You know, you can see why Aloha are 8th in their league If that's the way they approach playing football I mean Andy, this is not the first time we've seen A lower league team play one of the better teams in the country On their patch And you tend to find a a bit of that It is going to be inevitable That's not making excuses for for anyone Better teams, quicker players This notion that you've got to get in their face to stop them And it it, it, it sometimes sort of boils over in, in that respect Is that? Yeah can that happen? Should it happen? Is that just an, think, an easy out? I think because there's such a gulf in quality They'll do their best to try and make it a physical game And try and bully Celtic or bully a superior opponent But when that's the case I think it's down to the referee to control the game And protect football players And I think uh, in the occasion at the weekend I don't think the, the referee done that You know, A lot of the tackles that um, Davey and Hugh have just mentioned A lot of them actually came in a, a space of maybe a 10-15 minute spell yeah. So almost as if the game was going to spiral out of control one way or another um, and for one booking to be to be shown within that spell probably wasn't right. And when you look at the Niang tackle on first view, and I thought it was just a hard uh, a hard tackle going in for the ball, but the replay was was certainly ugly. Yeah, Davy, I, I don't think I need to ask you if you think that was a red. Is that is that the that the standout one, the standout complaint for, from you? The, the biggest one, the standout. Jota was on the park for two or three minutes, and as soon as the first touch of the ball, it got completely wiped out, and. And my he he's just back for injury. Was that a targeted attack? I think we have, to, we have to be careful about the the use of words like attack. What I will repeat is it was primitive football based on physical intimidation. Uh, and they are lesser players and I do appreciate that they're trying to even up things by getting in Celtic's faces. And I also appreciate that referees are the easy target right now. However, the referee did not do enough. He's there to protect the players, and he didn't take the pot, the the uh, punishment action that he should have taken, and he just let the game go on in that unsatisfactory fashion. I think it, I understand why football fans do it, Andy. But if you look at the way the rules have been sort of, or the laws of the game been shifting recently, and the emphasis intent is not, it's not that important. A consideration, you know, and Davies wondering did, did that player target? Did he target Jota because he was just back from injury? And and people talking about you know the intent of of Niang because to to defend it, I've heard people say you know he's, it was that's an accident. He, he's gone, he's just gone through for the ball, and it's the, it's the follow through, which which may well be the case. So that's why the lawmakers have tried to actually just get away from intent because mm-hmm. you, me, Hugh, Davy. No one can go inside the brain of that person. The only person that knows about the intent is Niang. And that's why it it's pointless trying to consider it. You you look at 
all the usual checkpoints Was it excessive force Was it endangering an opponent All that sort of stuff And I think for a lot of people It ticks those boxes Yeah I mean It does tick those boxes I, I've argued on the show before Excessive force for me Is one that I feel is a real grey area Because I don't really feel as if There's many Tackles that you go in That are 50-50 balls A loose ball Without any type of force But I do think Endangering an opponent Is one you've got to look at Because like I said When you look at the replay uh, Nian catches a Gucci Over the ankle bone oh. Which if you catch that Any type of force Never mind excessive force You can do some real as serious a, damage As a player though Are those ones that you st- If you are Nian you, you, Would you feel what, what would you think? What do you think you would feel about get, it? Because you, you, he would say, I'm sure that he wasn't trying to, and he went through to win the ball, and he's caught him on the follow through. But yeah. I guess the ref, that's up to the ref to try and. Again, I, I mean, that was going to be my answer. It's all down to intent, which is something that you can't prove. And I think if it's Niang that we've got on the phone on Clyde One uh, tonight, he'll, he'll probably say that his intent was to go in and win the ball. So, uh, but you're looking at the other checklist, and I think endangering opponent is the big one for me. And you look at the replay, certainly done that. Giacomo Marcus said that uh, in his interview after the game that he felt that Allo had crossed the line, and I think that's fair comment. Um, they 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 took this old fashioned approach uh, of trying to even up the score uh, they're lesser players uh, and they were trying to take on greater players players of greater quality um, that's where Don Robertson should have stepped in and he didn't How big a blow is Callum McGregor's injury Davy? Well it's massive you've seen who came on it was McCarthy who came on don't get me wrong he had a, he had a decent game but you're obviously want McGregor for especially the games that are coming up so I don't really know if they come out and say how long it could be was it a fracture well let's hear from the manager this was just after the game so I think he will be due to speak again tomorrow and, and give another update but certainly after the game it didn't seem particularly good news for the Scotland midfielder um, this is the, the manager's take on it yeah we'll wait and see I think uh, we all used to should be okay both of those um Carl's obviously significant, which is disappointing. It's a, it's a facial injury. I don't know what it is, but he, he's, he wasn't in great shape. But it's not it's not going to be uh, um, short term. But you know, um, as to the what it is and the extent, but it looked quite significant. It's frustrating, just as you feel you're getting guys back. It's that sort of season, mate. It's um, you know, I just uh, we just had challenge after challenge, and what we've done so far is. Uh, just got on with it and um, this is another one you know he's a very important player not just as a, you know what he contributes but uh, as a footballer but as a person so um, and I'm, I'm gutted for him more than anything else you know that uh, you know something like that uh, happens to him I mean Andy the headline makers are maybe Kyogo and Jota when he's been there and, and others but I wonder if you were to pick an actual first name in the team sheet it might be it's Callum, Callum McGregor. McGregor. It is Callum and, McGregor. Um, that, that speaks volumes for how big a loss this is going to be. We don't know. It might turn out to be better than expected, but listening to that, it's, it's not going to be in the next couple of weeks, is it? No, especially if it's a if it's a facial fracture. I mean, last week we were talking about, you know, with uh, Matt O'Reilly coming in, the, the strength and depth that Celtic have got in midfield, but you still feel as if the one player within that that's going to be in the team every single week is Callum McGregor. Yeah, there's been a big upturn for me uh, in Celtic this year, in possession, out of possession, and the link between that is Callum McGregor. I think he's the first to, to get on the ball and be a part of the build-up in Celtic's way. And then out of possession, setting off the press in midfield, I think Callum McGregor's that one. So, uh, depending on how long it's go, uh, going to be, it's going to be a big one for Celtic. The fans want to indulge in wishful thinking. And I'm talking about the Rangers game. They're, they're not concerned with hearts away. 
or Dundee United at home they're concerned about this Rangers game on the 2nd of February but there's zero chance of Callum McGregor being involved in that match you have to listen to what Ange Postacoglu said a significant injury you see the old mask at some point that helps you get back a bit quicker doesn't it but whether that time frame is, it certainly looks optimistic at the moment Davey let's bring in Brian thanks though to Davey uh, Brian's in Greenock what's your point Brian? Hi I have a couple of points one regarding uh, the referee Don Robertson mm-hmm. I've, I've heard you on the show you've, uh, you've mostly covered them but uh, this guy's uh, responsible on a number of occasions uh, can I run through them with you? Absolutely Okay Chairman Singpong sets it off Alan Power he got a yellow Okay Turnbull Turnbull was assaulted by Butcher of Dundee United and it was a retrospective red mm-hmm. Now Welsh elbowed in the face by Salmon uh, Alloa no card Nyang yellow card on, on uh, Gucci which I my, in my opinion only I thought it was a bit of red and King on Calmac is <laughs> on the jaw <clears throat> no card was that? You know what I mean, so was that, that was that as bad, Brian? Because obviously you would, a lot of people feel like a, a clash of heads is, is a bit more accidental, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Bill, I can't comment on that. All right, um, because I've been unable to see the footage of it for some unusual reasons. Right. And also, Hugh is of a certain age, and you'll remember this, when the British Lions used to get, go go to uh, South Africa for the free tests. They used to get farmed out to the Orange Counties for their training games. They get roughed up, rocked, booted, punched, bit. And I think me Barry Fairbairn's done that. But yeah, he's done that gladly. Well, well um, I, I can remember the butcher tackle on uh, Turnbull, which was laughably bad. Uh, and it cost him. You know, he, he did get done retrospectively. It's the only retrospective tackle this season, I think. Yeah. Certainly one and, of them. And he was deservedly... Uh, punished retrospectively What I have to do is confine myself to the game at the weekend Which is the one we are talking about And I do not believe that Don Robertson was uh, hard enough on the Alwa players uh, I do believe, and I'll say it again I do believe they played primitive football I, I fully understand that uh, they're, they're from two divisions beneath Celtic And it's a real hard shift for them However... They did cross a line. What about Callum McGregor? I mean, Brian's partly complaining about it, then acknowledging he's not seen it back. Um, is, is that? I, I, I think would, it's a freak I, accident for me. Yeah, I thought it was an accident, uh, accidental head knock. And I've got, to, I've got to say to Brian as well. For me, the butcher tumble tackle. I think we're talking about a completely different tackle. For me, that yeah. was that was that was really crossing the line, and there was a reason mm. that was uh, retrospectively punished, and then. Yeah, the Niang tackle 20 years ago I think you're talking about It's a hard tackle In today's football You can't do it It's no. as simple as that I mean the, What about the wider point Hugh Bryan's got his list Of misdemeanours From Don Robertson Some going back a few seasons Some from this season We're only a couple of days on From You know Rangers fans Being very unhappy About Kevin Clancy Overall Is it yeah. Whilst I, w- I would sort of get it I get why fans want to do it Is it healthy And does it ever get us anywhere To list Mistakes that you feel A referee has made Against your team Over the last five seasons um, the, the implication here Is that Don Robertson Does this deliberately When it involves Celtic I cannot prove Or disprove Anything About Don Robertson all I can talk about is the, the game that we witnessed on Saturday evening 
and I thought he had a very, very bad game. And I think that the, the three players forced to go off the park uh, and others who had to withstand uh, challenges on them, uh, I think the referee did not discharge his responsibilities properly. 01419511025. Thank you to Brian. Any Alawa fans out there that feel like you're getting a, a raw deal, want to stick up for your team? I always like to hear as many sides of an argument as possible. Pick up that phone uh, and let us know. We will speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Andy Halliday are here at 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. So much to get through tonight. It was a busy weekend in the Cup. We've got the transfer window with a week left. Huge fixture card starting tomorrow. Uh, right back to it. Aberdeen St Mirren, then the rest following on Wednesday. And anything else you think we've missed, 01419511025. Let's bring in Kevin, who is in Bells Hill. What's your point tonight, Kevin? What's your take on the weekend's action? Hey, hello, panel. Hiya. Um, yeah, against Alloa, it's, it's always got to be a tough game, especially the surface. Uh, the injuries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll deal with them. But obviously, Callum McGregor, that's he's a linchpin. The Celtic and obviously the boy O'Reilly coming back and maybe he's going to come up to the front and actually get a game time as well. Um, but the referee decisions, come on. There was two red cards in that other game. I know lots of people have been talking about the the challenge um, on. Idiguchi, Kevin, that's the one that lots of people are talking about. What's the other one? Well, was it not uh, against Ankle? The, the, the Japanese? Oh, sorry, that's the, that's the first one I thought you meant. I, I'm not trying to catch out, I'm not disagreeing, I'm just curious what, what the two that you thought were, were, were red cards, that's all. Well, the Japanese, uh-huh. Yep. And the, the other one that you just mentioned. I think we're talking about the same, same one, one, though. Yeah, um, same one, Yang yeah. on Idiguchi. Like I say, this this is taking a tone, Hugh, as if I'm disagreeing with Kevin or trying to catch him. I'm I'm just curious what his his list was. We have arrived at the conclusion that uh, some of the challenges were wholly unsatisfactory. Uh, The referee did not take the appropriate action, in my estimation. And uh, Ange Postacoglu, at the worst possible time, has been left without his captain. Now, there's no way that I am going to insinuate that the challenge on Callum McGregor was anything other than accidental. He has had a, an unfortunate clash of heads and has been left with a, a very significant injury, as Ange Postacoglu called it. It has happened at the worst possible time. Somebody has to step up now, whether it's a near Beaton who comes in, Matt O'Reilly. I know he's not yet played a game, but there's Hearts midweek. There's Dundee United at the weekend. Steps are going to have to be taken by Ange Postacoglu. James McCarthy came onto the park on Saturday, but James McCarthy, for me, um, isn't an automatic replacement. I think hindsight's a, a beautiful thing here, and I'm sure if, if Ange Postacoglu got another chance, I'm not sure if Callum McGregor would have played the game against Alan. I know it's all it's all easy to say that after he gets that injury, but you feel as if with the change they had made, as was that an opportunity to give Callum McGregor's legs a rest after playing? Numerous games in such a short space of time. It's, a, it's a, obviously it's the bigger picture, though, isn't it? 
Callum McGregor missing a trip to Tyne Castle and an Old Firm game yeah. that, that's huge news at any time yeah. under any circumstances but if it comes at a time when Tom Rogic also isn't yeah. there and, and David Turnbull isn't there yeah. and in front of that Kyogo yeah. and Maeda aren't there then it's just oh, it's horrendous and, for and, and we'll probably get to it's the it's a sliding doors weekend Hugh yeah. where Celtic look as if the fans kiss goodbye to the chances of Callum McGregor playing yep. and a couple hours later Rangers welcome back Joe Rebo this is what but the this Rangers, is what the, the weeks leading up to the meeting of these sides is like yeah the Rangers fans will say ah but Morelos has gone to play for Colombia and they'd be correct uh, and uh, you know they would be entitled to look at Kamar Roof in the amount of game time he has not had uh, in recent weeks um, but they have recalled Cedric Eaton uh, and I think on balance, Celtic have lost far more than Rangers have lost. However, Ange Postacoglu will have to go on with it. And in Geomachus, he'll be looking for uh, another goal uh, against Andy's team at Tynecastle on Wednesday night, Dundee United at Celtic Park. Giacomacus has got to... He looks an instinctive striker to me. Uh, he, he, he looks hit or miss. but Took his goal well. Yeah. Really and, he, well, didn't and he? he took his goal prior to that very well. Mm. Just don't let anybody near the penalties. In, in these Scottish you're going to hold this one penalty against them forever. Yeah, but in these Scottish Cup games, when when there's rotations and certainly with the bigger squads, it always gives somebody a chance to show what they can do. And for me, yeah. Liam Scales was a big positive for Celtic. Yeah, I said that on Saturday. I thought. So, uh, really I think Jack Marcus. I, I think he's one. He's not had a lot of opportunities, obviously through injury as well. I mean, his limited time is, is on the pitch. Mm. He needs to show more of a goal threat. And I thought he did that the weekend. But Liam Scales, I thought, was one that really. Really give the manager for thought. Look at this. Half six. We're actually talking about the football game. It's that's that's progress. It's unlikely. What did you <laughs> mean? I mean, obviously, on paper, which is never a good place to start, people would expect Celtic to win more than two one against Alloa. I think Ange Postecoglou probably reflected that in his comments. Do, do you just do you just take them and, and, and move on? Or even the if you think back, did the all conquering. Brendan Rodgers team were they not taking to extra time by Dunfermline at home or something in one yeah, of the cups you, home, you're just yeah. not going to get them all no. your own way are you no um, I think you go into a lot of the, the Scottish Cup games and listen it's the beauty of the Scottish Cup there's, there's obviously upsets can happen you, you only just need to look at Kelty Kelty Hartsons and Johnson at the weekend but the most important thing for Celtic was to get into the hat for the next round I think over the basis of the game the game should have been more comfortable than, than when it was but yeah I'm, I'm sure Andrew Postacoglu will be more worried about you know, the injury to Callum McGregor and, and, and potentially the Gucci and Abada than, than uh, how his team performed. Uh, thank you to Kevin 01419511025. I did say it. If there's an Aloha fan out there and you think you're being hard done by, you're more than welcome to join in. Lots of Celtic fans unhappy uh, with elements of the game. Let's speak to John Paul and see what his take is. Hi, John Paul. Evening, Gordon, Hugh and Andy. Hello. Um, you know, I've, I've got three points. Uh, first of all, to you, you know, you made a wee uh, statement there at the start that said that Celtic fans aren't really worried about Hearts or Dundee United. Well, I'm not one of these Celtic fans, you know. I take Hearts away, especially very, very serious. You know, they beat us in the first game of the season, albeit we had some signings that were just in and, and Andrew's still trying to build. But also, they came to Parkhead and I was at the game and I was quite, actually quite impressed on the second half. You know, they never let their heads go down. Celtic had scored and they never let their heads came down and they came and actually had a go. Uh, and well, actually, unfortunately, not to maybe get away with a point. So, and Robin Nielsen, I think, is a good manager. He's got them playing well. They've got a bit of momentum, you know. Guys like Andy have got a bit of experience of playing against Celtic. You know, I'd imagine him to start, and, and I'd imagine him and his teammates to be saying, you know what, let's have a go here. You know, we're unbeaten in the last however many it is, and, and we'll give them a game this season. So, for me, 
obviously the Celtic Ranger game is absolutely massive, you know, for all fans and it's 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 the one that we're looking forward to, but we've still got two games, two two tough games I would say before that. When I mentioned that, uh, John Paul, I was talking about the reaction to Callum McGregor. Um, people are thinking about the Rangers game, not the Hearts or Dundee United it's game. It's just the headline maker, isn't it? Yeah. I've not seen much you know, along the lines of Callum McGregor will miss the Hearts game. No. But, but, but John Paul makes a great yeah, point. The, I mean, the, the point is well made. Uh, and you, know, you remember the gentleman who came on and said I wasn't sensible. Uh, well seen, I, you've not let it go, and, and honestly. And I, and I said to him, I would wait until the, the, the games against Hearts and Dundee United are out of the way before talking about the Rangers game because they are so vital. They've become even more vital now because Ange Postacoglu finds himself without a handful of crucial players. Uh, so Hearts away is arguably the second worst game that could have befallen Celtic in the aftermath mm. of the weekend. Uh Either Rangers away or Hearts away would be second place, I would have thought. Uh, so it, it's happened at the worst possible time. But he's got a squad there of players who've been brought in at very substantial cost and they will, I'm afraid, just have to go on with it come Wednesday night in Edinburgh. Uh, John Paul, what about the disciplinary side of things? Your fellow Celtic fans have been very unhappy. Do you feel the same or have you got a slightly different take on it? Um, I, I have got a slightly different take, you know, uh, I, I do think referees are coming under a bit of scrutiny, you know, and, and I'll agree with it, that even if we also go back to last week with um, Kevin Clancy at Aberdeen, I thought it was a poor performance, and I thought Don Robertson, I, I do agree with you on the fact he didn't protect the players enough, um, you know, he could have done more, you know, but see, see when you actually watch the game, which I did live, and, and I seen the tackle at McGregor and the tackle on the Gucci, I actually thought, Obviously the McGregor one, the two went up for a header, it's it, it bad when you see it on replay, but how many times is a 50-50, your tail go for it, and he's headed him, he's, he just headed aside him, and the one with, the one with Idiguchi, you know, the guy has went in with, with, he's won the ball, he has won the ball, I think Idiguchi maybe slows his tail down, but it's a follow through, and when you see it after, it's easy for us to say, and see it after, you know, I think the referees maybe need a bit of help, you know, that as again, they're coming under scrutiny, maybe some of them are underperforming, you know, and I, I know we've spoke about VAR loads of times on this show, and, and out with, and I think that the better, the quicker, if we brought it in Scottish football, it would help referees and it would stop the scrutiny. But that takes me on to my next point. You know, Carl McGregor being out is absolutely massive. It's as, it's as big as anybody. You know, but now Celtic find themselves going into the next certain amount of games without Carl McGregor, without Tom Rogic, without Kyogo, and without Maeda. You can arguably say that three of them, three of them are mainstays in the Celtic team. Camera gets things going. He, he sometimes ends the play. You know, he can he can dig when you need to. He can organise. He can speak. You know, and that is worrying. You know, but see the signings were brought in. Um, you know, I think Neil Beaton was a hard bit done by. So you'd expect him before McCarthy to come back into the squad. Either that's playing with McCarthy and Hatati or Hatati and Gucci, You know, and, and the big Greek boy. So I, I do think if Celtic can get through the next three to four fixtures without losing a game, it will stand us in good stead. We're getting players back. You know, and that's all, didn't he? It's going to be tough, there's no doubt about it, but if they can do that, it's massive, massive yeah. praise and, and it's got to go to the management team and the, and the background staff. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating couple of weeks, that's for sure. Andy, every time I think, yeah, sure, I mean, surely VAR, it's got to, it's got to help, it's going to clear things up to, to an extent. And then I turn on Crystal Palace and Liverpool and I'm just I'm like, glad you brought that up. What's that like? I keep just arguing in my own head over it. Help me. 
Tell me the right answer how, how could I possibly tell you the right answer After watching that And it's it's what I've been arguing For as much as VAR can bring a lot of benefits VAR's got a lot of decisions wrong this season You've mentioned that one I remember the Gio Matinho penalty For the Wills that they had against Man City Listen, the, it should help the game But I think Officials are stubborn here Let's be honest Well here. I mean the referee Andy then goes to look at the screen And then turns around and says it's a penalty I mean there you had the, the, the get out clause for him I've looked at it, it's never a penalty But he looked at it and thought yes it is a penalty What do you do about that? Anyway we've got enough on our plate up here We've got all that to look forward to I assume Thanks uh-huh. to John Paul well, Brian has called in from Alawa uh, As an Alawa fan Brian, a lot of criticism from Celtic fans on the show tonight Are you going to stick up for your team? Do you understand some of what they're saying? Well... I think that, um, I didn't think there was too much wrong with some of the key incidents that were during the game. I, I, I think there's a lot of things with sort of Celtic and Rangers in the last couple of week, uh, last couple of games. The Aberdeen game there for Rangers, and then Celtic there. I know Celtic have had injury problems before Christmas, and I know they had you know sort of injuries to key players. I think that's probably accel- accelerates some of that chat there. But I, I didn't think Alawa went out to stick the boot in. If you ask me, over the course of the season. You can see where Alawa are on the table, the third bottom of League One. And I think, if anything, they probably should have a bit more of that every week. And if they did a bit more of that every week, they might not be where they're sitting in the league. That's a fairly primitive view of football, if you don't mind me saying so. <laughs> That's why you're third bottom of the league. I haven't won in ten. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, I have to contradict you. They, they, they did go out with the intention of... The, 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 the convenient expression is... Getting in Celtic's faces My preferred uh, Expression is Primitive football Based on physical intimidation I mean Where Where is the line then If, if we are acknowledging that it's, it's it's not even David and Goliath It doesn't even do it justice uh-huh. Yep This isn't the first time we, We've seen a fixture of you know With that perceived gulf And you're going to have to do something To try and, and bridge the gap And like I said, you're playing against players that are quicker on their feet, quicker in their minds. Yep. D- d- does none of that come into it for you? Um, you, you know, the, there's getting in their faces and getting in their faces. Uh, I mean, for, for instance, some things are I, just unacceptable. I noticed that the Auchinleck manager, so Hearts beat Auchinleck convincingly, the Auchinleck manager complained after the game he was unhappy that his team no didn't bookings. pick up any bookings. Well, I, 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 after do, the game. I do understand that, that these things are. Judged by degrees You can be upset That your team didn't show Sufficient intensity Right Were sufficiently physical But As Giacomacus said They crossed the line Alawa Three players had to leave the park Um, Not Two of them I think As a result of Physical challenges One an accident But The the way Alawa went about the game You'll be in mm-hmm. League 2 soon, Brian Ah, Brian, listen You're going to have to agree to disagree with him Are you proud enough of the, the effort The fact that the scoreline was was fairly narrow? Yeah, I'm going to dismiss the fact that Hugh's clearly got a bee in his bonnet here And just kind of move on A wasp, you could say No, that too, too obvious yeah, so let's get my um, yeah, that'd probably be a far more apt expression Yeah, I was really proud how they played I thought that, you know, after a badder's goal Which was a, an absolutely cracking effort I thought that we might fall out of the game, but we stayed in the game and we gave them a fright at the end. You know, after uh, Big Connor Salmon, who's our, our centre forward, has bags of experience, as you all know. He's played at uh, lots of clubs. 
Uh, I thought he might give uh, Celtic battling trouble. Ultimately, he did. Uh, he got his goal, and uh, we we gave him a fright. And I thought we we could have potential of extra time at the end there. I don't know what else. We, you know, that's probably the best case scenario we could have asked for. We've got bad form in the league right now, and I was I'm sure a lot of Alba fans were worried it might be six or seven uh, on Saturday. So uh, to to run Celtic really close and can I give them a fright? I didn't think we could have done much more than what we did. So. Yeah, it was very impressed and hopefully we can take that. We've got two big uh, sort of relegation kind of six-pointers coming up against uh, Clyde and Peterhead. So hopefully we can take that into the into the into into these games. And the intensity as well, Hugh. Sorry, not the primitive football, <laughs> the intensity. This is, this is the point I was trying to make, Hugh, or, or, or to test your very critical take on things. Whilst I can't obviously... Say that it's okay for players to get injured and all the rest of it. Are, are we not in danger of acting like we've never seen this before? And, and again, not not saying that makes it okay. Still, the lower leagues of Scottish football perhaps been like this for a long time. I've seen many cup ties that are that are like this. Are, are you are you surprised by it? That's, we we have you seem to be surprised. No, 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 we have seen it before, and we will see it again. Again, that's but, not me. But, I, but I'll give you a comparison. Kelty from League Two played the cup holders at their place and played football. And knocked out the cup holders uh, And the gap between Kelty and St Johnston Was even greater than the league gap Between Alloa and Celtic But Kelty went about their business one way And got a result Alloa went about their business And for me Let themselves down Maybe it's just a general football thing Andy that as time goes on we, We're getting more and more upset About refereeing decisions Maybe social media adds to it And clips are getting shared along And it just sort of builds up this Mass hysteria And we never get over it It's quarter to seven We yeah. might talk about something else soon I mean the, the fact of the matter is It's true I do think football is changing It is evolving It starts with the way it has been officiated Because You know the way Alo approached the game As you might have called it uh, I think that was pretty natural um, Maybe 10-15 years ago How how teams would try and bridge the gap Against uh, superior teams But now the way The game's officiated You're just not going to get away but With some of the tackles Kelty Hearts Kelty Hearts They're in a lower yeah, league game, than Alloa but, but then For your one example People listening I'm sure Could rhyme off 50 other examples Of lower league cup ties That, that have Not gone that way And have gone more down The Alloa route The crucial difference is that my suit one example argument. suits my argument exactly. entirely. Right, 01419511025. Get your calls in, we'll hear from you next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevens are in the building. It's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's bring in Stephen, who's a Rangers fan. Uh, from Bishop Briggs Stephen could you say That the Tunisia victory Over Nigeria Was as important As the game against Sterling Albion That's the impression I'm getting from social media tonight 100% <laughs> But um, What I would like to say Is it's actually added To the quality Of the, the fixture um, I don't know what you, you guys think um, We are able And Roof as well Coming into the fold And uh, obviously Yogo is He's injured But if he, he was playing as well It adds to it, It's a showcase We want to be we want the best players to in this in this fixture. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get that. You say. Um, <laughs> but uh, whatever it, happens, we're going to be down on that front because yeah. Morelos will not play. No, and Celtic have 
a, a list as well um, With Rogic and Maeda And uh, I know Stephen mentioned that Kyogo's injured As opposed to being away But it doesn't there look is no, like there he is no can doubt, play a part no, no doubt in my mind That Celtic are disadvantaged To a far greater extent than Rangers However, again we're jumping ahead of ourselves Because Andy will be playing against Celtic on Wednesday night uh, Celtic at Tynecastle is going to be a pivotal fixture And Celtic are severely undermanned When you consider the number of automatic first team picks Who will not be there So they have to, first of all, get hearts out of the way Because that is going to be so important to what lies ahead thereafter Sum up the size of the boost to fans like Stephen To, to see Joe Aribo heading home early Andy Oh, it's a it's a massive boost. You only have to look at the game last week, and and you wouldn't, you didn't, ha- you didn't need Rangers to drop two points to to know how important Joe Aribo's been at Rangers this season. He's been far and away their best player. But you look at last week, there was there was certainly a creative spark missing from Rangers. And you know, it's like I said, uh, that any celebrations that Rangers fans had in getting the next round of the the Scottish Cup, I'm sure that was tenfold after watching that that game last night. And he's going to be a huge boost to to Rangers coming back. I think it will probably be too early, I'd imagine, Hugh, for the. The game against Livingston and maybe even Ross County, but plenty of time for him to well, come back in for the Ross, old Ross County, I would have thought, was a possibility because he'll be back either tonight, tomorrow. So maybe uh, midweek against Livy is too early and there's no need to rush him anyway. But I thought Ross County on Sunday was a definite possibility. How big an impact do you think this has, Stephen? I mean, I don't know. I'm not necessarily expecting you to tell me that you were dreading the old firm game without. Joe Rebo, but you know how much does it add to your confidence levels having him back? Uh, massive, it's massive. I would say it's a, it's going to have a, a massive impact, and I would just like to say uh, good luck to Andy on Wednesday against Celtic. Yeah, I thought you might say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised there. I think you know we're obviously well, we're well aware that Alfredo Morelos is going to wave uh, the Colombia squad for the the next Old Firm game, and you look at Kamal Roof with the it's probably the most likely replacement. Kamal Roof played ninety minutes of football since the first of December, and I think it's probably in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and Rangers' interest to try and get him as many minutes as possible from now to, to that Old Firm game because it's a big ask to, to miss a lot of football for that what that period of time to come in. Cedric Eaton. For me, I don't think he'll play. I really don't. I think he's probably you're looking at the the options there. I think Kamal Roof would play ahead of him. I think Fashion Sakala would play there ahead of him. Uh, obviously, he's came back in and, and scored that goal against Dallin Albion. But yeah, for me, I don't I don't see him playing as it stands. Uh, take it, Stephen. Professional job. That was the sort of phraseology used after the, the win against Sterling Albion. What did you make of that? And Annan in the next round. No, it was definitely it was a job done, but uh, got to run out. But I, I think uh, some of the fringe players didn't do themselves just justice. But uh, it was good to see the young boy Lowry. He was he was fantastic. Yeah, Andy, I, you you know more than me. You'll have seen it many times when if there are fringe players that are pitched in, and it's almost like well, like, you have to make an impact. This is your one chance, and it's lower league opposition. Um, but is Stephen fair on, on on that assessment? Yeah, I do. I, I do think he's fair. I actually thought that. With the introduction of Alex Rowley after 20 odd minutes I thought that's when the game really turned for Rangers I thought there was a a real jolt of energy that he brought to the game And for me he was a standout performer I thought Fashion Sakala done well uh, But a lot of players had played their first game for a while And I don't think they'll be forcing their way into Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's plans after the performance Yeah it's going to be an interesting end to the transfer window I'm sure Thank you to Stephen 01419511025 Keep your calls coming in oh, We'll do this first though 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Was that a clean sweep for the pundits last night, or did we get the victory we needed on Friday? No? Yeah, yeah, well, no, it was clean five out of five. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Breaks my heart, right? Seriously, we've got to do I it. was the fifth. Yeah, yeah, right, that's fine. If get... The show starts with him banging on about his lucky header and his fluky assist now it's you banging on about beat the pundit Robson and Jerome we've got to change that tonight we cannot have the pundits going again we need to stop that winning run 0141 951 1025 you need to get your call in before 7 o'clock so get on the phone right now and your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 If you're just joining us Lots of unhappy Celtic fans uh, About the injury list Or the, the injuries picked up against Aloha At the weekend We did have an Aloha fan on Defending his team Which is absolutely fine Rangers fans What do you make of Joe Aribo's early exit From the African Cup of Nations He'll be back for some big games So pick up the phone And let us know what is on your mind We've not even got to St Johnston Kelty yet Hugh is in tears over the Bankies Cruel exit And there's so much more to get through Let's do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football hey, we, need a, we need a big week listeners The Pundits had it all their own way They won every single night last week Did you just play the once? Twice? Once Once right okay We need, we need, we need to do better Starting with Scott In Dumbarton How's it going Scott? Ah, it's going good How are you? Good thank you Are you a Dumbarton fan Scott? Yeah, I am indeed well, I'll tell you what If we're on about bad refereeing decisions You had one of your own, did you not? Ross McLean harshly sent off I wasn't at a game at the weekend I was actually working well, don't... I never actually got to see it Well, I've seen a clip here I'm telling you, it's not It's, it's never a red And Patrick Thistle Got uh, an unjustified red as well So I think they're classic gonna... across the board and no. Don't even get Andy started what, no. what about that handball That wasn't given? <laughs> What's worse The handball Or the second Disallowed goal For offside When there's a the, Massive white line In between the two players the, yeah. the, the, the second offside Is comical Did that rob you Of an assist though It did eh? Good that, that's, that's fine I won't complain About that was, too much It was worth it I'll take the handball uh, As being worse Right Scott uh, If I t- throw heads You will play Hugh Keevans If it's tails It will be Andy Halliday So let's see how we go And it's tails Halliday Against Scott From Dumbarton So let's give him Something else to listen to and we'll get the clock ready for you, Scott. 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can. And if you don't know, pass quickly and move on to the next one, OK? That's fine. Good man. 30 seconds. Your time starts now. Who was the last permanent Scottish Celtic manager before Gordon Strachan? Pass. Who will Rangers face in the fifth round of the Scottish Cup? Annan. Who managed St Johnson when they won the 2014 Scottish Cup? Uh, Stephen Clark. Who's got more Scotland caps, Lyndon Dykes or Kenny McLean? Kenny McLean Name the only English club Robbie Nielsen has managed Pass Which country does Ryan Gold play his home matches in for his club team? Uh, pass Who's the current Hibs assistant manager? Uh, Gary Cahill Okay, let's bring Andy back Andy, can you hear us? Yep. 30 seconds on the clock Same set of questions Your time starts now Who was the last permanent Scottish Celtic manager Before Gordon Strachan? Oh. Pass Who will Rangers face in the fifth round of the Scottish Cup? 
And an athletic Who managed St Johnston When they won the 2014 Scottish Cup Tommy Wright Who's got more Scotland caps Lyndon Dykes or Kenny McLean Lyndon Dykes Name the only English club Robbie Nielsen has managed MK Dons Which country does Ryan Gold Play his home matches in For his club team Canada Who's the current Hibs assistant manager Gary Caldwell What's the verdict Scott uh, He's beat me I don't know where Stevie Clark came from That was just <laughs> Just a Shocking <laughs> Ah, oh, just I guess. Listen, that—that's what can happen under the pressure, Scott. Uh, who was the last permanent Scottish Celtic manager before Gordon Strachan? Tommy Burns. Yeah, what was Tommy Burns? Gordon tough? Strachan was just about to come out my mouth until you said before <laughs> Gordon Strachan. Uh, that was a tough one. So none of you got it. You both got Annan, so it's one all. Uh, you're right, Scott. I don't know where Stevie Clark came from either. It was Tommy Wright, and he goes two-one in front. However, Kenny McLean has got four more Scotland caps. Than Lyndon Dyke So you're level Scott After four questions I should have taken this one out A question about his own gaffer Although it would have been funny If he'd got it wrong yeah. MK Dons um, You've been you've been down to MK Dons Have you not? You've got yeah. family in that neck of the woods Yeah my sister-in-law lives in the same street As the ground There we go So Andy goes 3-2 In front Canada um, Is where Ryan Gold plays his home matches For his club team You can see why Callum's worded it that way yeah. Can't you? Because they Obviously play in the MLS uh, so Andy stretching his lead Even Scott I, I felt for you I want to give you your last answer But it's Gary Caldwell Not Gary Cahill I, I uh, know that you knew who he was You've got your big Gary's mixed up So I'm afraid he's done you Hard lines Right cheers Good man Scott, Scott and Dumbarton 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 5, 3 Good uh, game Good game eight, uh, eight goal thriller uh, Don't mind that Hugh Never at all Gary Cahill Close But ah, just, just close. not close enough Not See, close enough Going from being Mo Salah At the weekend To being the quiz king now Oh no I've always been the quiz king That's for sure And modest ah, Exactly Humble Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what we like I'm noticing that I don't think no any No place for modesty none, in here None of the pundits <laughs> are modest I've noticed that Not mm. one of them Wilson can be But then when he gets going And beat the pundits I tell you what Hugh We've talked about some fixtures Just looking at the fixture list For this week's St Johnson Dundee oh. Massive Huge Incredible. isn't it Huge game Well, And then St Johnston At the weekend Go away to Aberdeen So I would Suggest St Johnston's fate Could possibly Be decided by Saturday evening Oh That's an early call Oh my goodness We'll get to that We'll get to that later in the week um, And we're also watching A very interesting match From the African <laughs> Cup of Nations Where One of the teams Has a left back Starting in goal Andy Halliday Camoros have that Three Goalkeepers that are in their squad Two with Covid One injured So their backup left back Is in goals Who is 5 foot I was going to say Just pick somebody that's big Just pick the 6 foot 3 Centre half honestly, And hope for the best 5 foot 8 to me Is generous looking at him He looks oh, yeah. tiny 5 4 I'd have said <laughs> Maximum When they took the team photograph Before the game started He got up on his tiptoes yeah, Tiptoes and 6 books of yellow pages I've seen under his books <laughs> Well fair play Because he's just Getting on with it Yeah You know it's Tough times um, Hibs have completed the signing of former Hearts player Dimitri Mitchell um, There have been a few that have crossed the divide in yeah. recent seasons He's yeah. going to be the latest He won't be popular the next derby game will he? Yeah, probably not um, But there we go Dimitri Mitchell in from Blackpool That's your latest January signing that's just happened um, Let's go back to the phones and bring in Frank Who is a Rangers fan What about Joe Rebo coming back early Frank? How big a boost is that for you? Frank, can you hear us? Oh, he's just disappeared. I don't know. We'll try and get Frank back 
Maybe a dodgy line Out there in the city centre um, Maybe the airport Waiting for Joe Arrivo's plane to land Yeah, yeah Give him a, a hero's welcome That was certainly the reaction On social media Let's hear a bit from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst then uh, Whilst we are waiting He was praising the quality Of Alex Lowry After his goal scoring debut On Friday He's very talented You know he's been uh, Training for us for, for some time now And uh, especially today uh, it's for good for me to uh, to give also the youngsters a chance if possible and uh, of course with the injury of Haji uh, I could bring him uh, earlier than I uh, than I expected because uh, I was planning to put him in uh, in the team in the second half but he, he did he did he did really well I think you can see his quality uh, the way he uh, the way he plays football is a very uh, very intelligent and uh, of course the goal he scored you know, it was uh, was really good. So uh, I'm happy for him that he made his debut, and uh, you know, we're here to uh, develop him further and to give him the chance to uh, to come to become a better player each day. You could see he's not afraid to uh, to take people on with his uh, with his dribbles. He's uh, he has a very good um, view uh, around him. He knows his surroundings. He scans the game, uh, you know, a lot. So um, and he's technically is. He's, uh, he's good So that gives him All the ability To uh, to be the player He is now Handy Rangers fans For a long time Have been looking for More academy graduates To go and impact The first team Nathan Patterson Obviously got a big money move Alex Lowry Can, can he be The next one Is this too early Is this people Getting carried away Against Stirling Albion or, or is that a realistic Aim In the, in the near future Well I think you're, you're, you're certainly right In saying that you know, the Rangers fans have wanted more academy graduates over a number of years now and Nathan Patterson's obviously going to be the benchmark looking forward for the certainly for the, the fee that they brought in for him and Alex Lowry has been an impressive player uh, over the last two or three years in, in the academy and to be fair the time I left he was he was a very good player but someone that was sort of teetering on the end uh, just developing that a little bit more but I've, I've noticed in the last couple of um, last couple of seasons he's been getting rave reviews and I think that the uh, the exposure to obviously men's football by playing in this this lowland league this year I think's done him the world of good. And uh, like I said, I thought he was a real bright spot for Rangers in the game against Dylan Albion on Friday and for me he was a standout performer in the game. So hopefully Rangers fans will, will see a lot more of him. Rangers waited a long time to get positive results from their academy, but uh, now Nathan Patterson in and out again for fantastic money down to Everton. Uh, they're, they're following the Celtic model Celtic have made millions over the years By bringing them in uh, Kieran Tierney obviously uh, But the player trading model uh, Rangers have embarked on that now And it's good to know that Coming along from your academy Are those who will get into the first team But people have to realise that If they are that outstanding Clubs in England are going to come calling it, or indeed Italy, who are now going after their second Scottish fullback uh, in Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen. Yeah, and is this where, Andy, that the contrast, if you like, for guys who who come in and, and, and take a chance that that would be Alex Lowry, and for most of the Rangers fans that phoned in here at the weekend, felt that maybe Brandon Barker, I don't know, Jack Simpson, for instance, didn't take their chance. Yeah, and uh, listen, I do think it's difficult when you've not played football for a, for a large period yeah. of time. But listen, there's a reason for that. There's a reason that uh, Brandon Barker's not been been playing games at Rangers, and and you just have to realise that when you do get that opportunity, it's a real chance to show that you can be a part of the squad. And I don't think he was the only one. I thought there was a number of them that that didn't do their chances any good. Uh, but the real bright spots, like I said, was Alex Lowry, and I thought Fashion Sakala was a mm. was a threat throughout as well. We've got Frank back. Frank is a Rangers fan. What do you make of Joe Aribo's early? Return Frank Happy 
Ah, uh, just it's a uh, great, great news because uh, he's the main man in the middle of the park, and if we can hold on to him uh, to the end of this break until the summer, that'll be a great bonus because he's a, a great player, great player. And is it also about the type of good player he is in terms of that that creative force, yep. that one that might produce a bit of something if you're up against it, if you're not playing your best, you know, good players fall into. To different categories But is there another Joribo at Rangers At the moment I guess that would be My question Well I do feel as if You know I always say That Ryan Kent's In the same mould I think there's There's a lot of talk If he's not playing In the uh, If he's not playing Well within a game He should you know Spend a bit of time On the bench Or, or be subbed And I always feel like Ryan Kent and Joribo Are the two players That if they're not On their game They can always produce That one moment of magic That wins you a football match And I think I've watched Almost every every one of uh, Rangers 21 league games this year And I'd go as far as saying that Joe Aribo's been man of the match In 80-90% of them I really do think he's been that much a standout for Rangers this year And he was going to be a huge, huge loss to them If he missed the, not only the old Firm game But the uh, the games leading up to it And the fact that his back's a huge boost uh, Speaking of his early return We were just talking about the game that's on tonight And the 5 foot 8 left back in goals For Comoros <laughs> They're now down to 10 men after about 4 minutes Andy I'd go as far as saying that's one of the worst red card decisions I've ever seen as well. Oh. And, and, and I thought they were going to be in for a long them. night with I a five foot them. eight goal. Yeah, I must admit. It's got, uh, it's Frank, got a whole lot tougher. What else is on your mind, Frank, after another busy weekend in Scottish football? Well, the thing that's worrying me now is we're going to do a slippery slope with the referees. I'll be the first to say some of them are quite literally atrocious. They are. Because the standards every week from them It's not the odd game It's every week Are very much debatable Whether they really know the laws of the game But the minute Rangers made a complaint About uh, The referee Clancy I knew it was just a matter of time Before Celtic came on Celtic supporters And Hugh has He's alluded to it that they think that the referee was biased against he he is biased against them. Now we need to make a decision about the referees. If they're no good enough, they shouldn't be refereeing the games. And what do we do to help them, to encourage them? I don't think it's to slaughter them every week because a referee can have a bad game. But in amongst them there are referees who aren't very good at all. But in reply to you, Frank, I would say it was your club who sent the eight-point complaint to the SFA about that, Kevin Clancy? Frank said that he said that as soon as that happened, he knew that it would then, you know, would continue to snowball. But I think if you have a legitimate complaint, then I think you are entitled to air it. And if two of your players are forced to go off the park through injury, and I think we are agreed that. Uh, a lot of uh, Alois challenges went beyond the pale it Crossed a line according to Giacomacus, the Celtic striker mm. I think you are entitled to bring it up I do understand that they are where, an easy where, target where, where, does it, where does it stop though? I think that, that's, it that's Frank's point And it will always be dominated by the two biggest sides As we've said Hearts at the weekend Greg Aitken, was it the referee? Yes. Yeah. A, a, an absolutely horrific decision to not award yeah. a handball for penalty arguably even worse to then rule a goal out for offside yeah. but obviously no one is on here saying Greg Aitken has got it in for hearts or is pro Aachen like Talbot uh, no, because that just doesn't happen bit... and Ian McCall the sending off for Partick Thistle shocking decision but obviously when it comes to the two big clubs everyone gets involved everyone gets all worked up about it and we act like something needs to be done 
Now, but first of all, you're overlooking the law of supply and demand. There are more Celtic and Rangers fans than there are any other kind. And therefore, their cases get a higher mm. profile than anyone else's. But on this programme lasting two hours per evening, there's plenty of room to say that Greg mm. Aitken was shocking in Andy's game against Ockham. Of course, of course, I get it. Of course, I get it. I understand that it's going to be louder, but I'm saying, do any Hearts fans out there feel that Greg Aitken has it in for their club? No, no, I doubt that very much. But again, Celtic and Rangers fans corner the market in paranoia and persecution. Uh, and there are more of them than any other kind. So that tends to be the theme that runs through all conversations regarding Celtic and Rangers that they have been uh, victimised in some way. It, it is the nature of football for as long as I have been on this earth. Frank, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know if um, any caller that was calling up tonight was trying to run the ra- uh, the narrative that that Don Robertson was against Celtic. And I've got to say, even the callers I was on the show last week um, regarding Kevin Clancy's performance at Aberdeen, I, I think every single Rangers fan that phoned up last night says that Alan McGregor's challenge was a penalty, and 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 questioned the referee's decisions over both teams. And to be fair, I think it was Kevin was the earlier caller as well that referenced the Kevin Clancy game and, and talked about. Officiating as a whole I don't think anyone Was sort of Trying to drive that narrative And I hope they weren't Because like you rightly pointed out you know, There was decisions At the at Beachwood At the weekend That were not good enough There was decisions At, um, uh, at Fur Hill At the weekend That weren't good enough And I, I've always hated That narrative That, that referees are, are Against mm. a certain team But overall For, for the game We do feel as if it, yeah. Some of these you know, mistakes Are too I, often I go back Gordon uh, In 2008 Every manager Met And agreed That they had to stop the practice of criticising referees in public and they signed an agreement to that effect. Two years later, 2010, the referees went on strike because it didn't stop. Uh, but you know what, it's, you've got to... I mean, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was perfectly respectable about the yep. Kevin Clancy business. So was Ange Postacoglu. Obviously, we're here to speak to fans and get the, the sort of feel of, of, of that side of it, which can be a bit more emotional. So I don't think we need to blame I think Postacoglu and Van Bronckhurst uh, have set a terrific example uh, since uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst got here. And all the while that uh, Ange Postacoglu has got here, he was asked outright one day about referees and he, he simply said, I'm, I'm not, and, and I never will go down that particular road. So they are shining examples. However, 50,000 at Ibrox, 60,000 at Celtic at capacity, you'll have 110,000 people inside two grounds who believe that referees are at it. Uh, thank you, Frank. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Golden Goals. Right, this is our brand new competition on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you've not heard about it yet, I have no idea where you've been because you could win a huge cash prize at the end of the season it is Super Scoreboard's golden goals and here's the way it works it could not be simpler every time Celtic or Rangers score we add £250 to the pot now that includes the league the cup Europe whenever they score we up the cash amount so after the weekend we're now sitting at 3250 plus both teams play three times in the next week in a bit so we could be adding more and more to that jackpot And one of you Will win the lot Tax free Here's how to win it Here's how to be in with a chance of winning To enter text GOAL To 61025 That's G-O-A-L To 61025 It is £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only The full terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com 
And this runs right to the end of the season Get your calculator out Figure out how much money could be in this pot Because the lines close 6pm Saturday 21st of May So for your chance to win text Goal to 61025 right now Good luck Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans are here They are an unlikely duo And they will have to team up on this full-time teaser here Sent in by Tony Higgins So thank you to Tony He got in touch at that usual email address Fulltime at Clyde1.com Now, this is quite topical Which will probably give you one of your answers Now it's, can you name the defenders Who have the most assists in English Premier League History. So it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 That is a tough question Extremely tough um, Andy ten, Robertson ten. So Andy Robertson now second on the list He's only a few away from the guy who's Andy top. Robertson's second most assistant Premier League history for defenders? Yes Wow I think so I'm sure I read that yeah. somewhere uh, he's, he's partner in crime and No No? Nah, hold on this Why is he not on it? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah I was going to say Because he's only a few behind He's on it Robertson, Alexander-Arnold See, because those two names Jumped out at me I must admit I maybe didn't Proofread this quite the way I should have So I thought This will be fine Looking at some of the rest This is brutal This is absolutely Art? brutal Luckily He's a bit of an anorak Yeah, yeah I've got another one straight away Leighton Baines He's top So Robertson's closing in Right, we'll leave it there Top 10 defenders Who've got the most assists in the English Premier League history We're putting a kilt on it As they would say Hugh Because Andy Robertson's Right up the top of the oh. list And should go top Tell me this There are seven, seven left Are there any Scots left in that list? No Right I'll forget about seeing Alan Hutton I won't see Alan Hutton then. Oh this is quite a list that's left I must admit Right so 01419511025 Any St Johnston fans out there It'd be nice to hear from you If you've come out of hiding After the weekend Why not give us a call? Get something off your chest You must have something to share with The audience So pick up the phone and let us know 01419511025 Let's hear from the manager Callum Davidson uh, Understandably he Has had a tough old weekend And here's what he had to say about The weekend and, and his own future as well Yeah I'm under pressure You know I think results haven't gone our way I think that the game on Saturday was You know uh, For the players For the staff For everybody involved with St Johnson the supporters uh, were all extremely disappointed that it happened in the way it did. Uh, regardless of speaking to the chairman, he's backing me to get more players in. You know, so uh, for me, it's about staying positive. Uh, it's difficult times, but I definitely believe if you you shrink away from things at this time, uh, then you'd be in trouble. So you know, I'm there. I'm, I'm going to be there fighting. Uh, I said that to the players. I had to meet with the players this morning. You know, uh, I said that from now on, it's what we do. You know, you can't change the past. You know, if you want to sort of wall in the past and think about what's going on and you know, feel sorry for yourself then, you know, for me, that's not acceptable. Whatever happens with myself, it's it's whatever we do from now on to try and make sure St Johnson survive uh, in the league. And that's basically where I am and where my mindset is just now. And in fact, I'm pretty sure we've got a Kelty Hearts fan that phones in. Get on the phone, that man, 01419511025. Let's hear from you, because for all the anger and frustration amongst the St Johnson fans, there must be a lot of delight amongst the Kelty fans. Um, Hugh... What has happened to St Johnson? How do you go from last season to this? I take it back to the last day of the transfer window When they sold their two best players uh, Leaving Callum no time to get in proper replacements 
the fall from grace since then has been horrendous to watch. Uh, I feel so sorry for him. The most successful manager in St. Johnson's history uh, is now on the verge of demotion. Um, they, they won the two cups during the COVID season. They couldn't even have so much as a lap of honour, a bus ride through the city of Perth, nothing. They got their two trophies and uh, an unbelievable place in the club's history, the place in the club's history. But as the old cliche goes, the league table does not lie. They're bottom for a reason. They've lost eight league matches on the bounce. They now have Dundee. If they don't beat Dundee at McDermott Park on Wednesday night, I really must fear for them because their next game is Aberdeen at Pataudry and they'll get nothing there. I mean, Andy, I take Hugh's point. Ali McCann, Jason Kerr, is that enough to make you go from one of the best teams in the league to the worst though? And then going out of the Cups, I mean, that was your speciality. It's a factor, but there's got to be more there. I think as well, I mean, his, his main replacement was Cameron McPherson coming in on loan from mm. St Mirren and for me, he's probably been against St Johnson's best player and they've now lost him and he's went back to St Mirren from from what it seems from now to the rest of the season so that's another blow for them I think the most worrying thing for Callum Davison has to be the fact 11 goals scored in 21 games I mean, it's nowhere near enough and they've, they've certainly got firepower there uh, sorry Cameron McPherson's joined St Johnson yeah on a pre-contract but ah, right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on Gordon uh, just making sure but Chris Kane uh Stevie May Obviously Nadia Chiefs come in to add extra firepower They've got to start Banging in the goals From now to the, the end of the but season Hold on I'm reading this again though. Are, sh- are we sure that's the way That's going to play out Cammy McPherson Has signed a pre-contract At St Johnson yeah, yep. and, and, and Jim Goodwin's We called him back to St Mirren And said to we St Johnson If you want him back We want money And do we think that will happen Well I think if you're Stephen Brown You have to play fair With your manager now uh, Because if Andy is saying that he believes that uh, Cammy McPherson has been one of the best players for them, then get him back. Am I reading something? Money. So St. Johnson tweeted three hours ago, the club is delighted to announce Cammy McPherson has joined the club for an undisclosed fee. Well, there you well, are. There the, you the, the deal's so been done. Three hours then. ago it's been done. So oh, that's, that's certainly see, a big question. Oh, here. No, they took him back. St. Mirren took him back. You should give me out of date news. What use is that a, to me? As a ploy to get money and now they've got the money. Right, okay, great I'm glad we got you, here you, It's more you've actually Gave us in-date news It was three hours ago, Gordon <sighs> me and you, Remember me and you Come in here nice and early to, to, to get ready You only just turn up Ten minutes before the show But that doesn't mean That you take the news At three o'clock And then just assume That it's the same <laughs> You then try and update it um, What about the weekend Specifically then Is it just a continuation Of where it's been For St Johnson They happen also To run into A Kelty team And we'll get to them In a second Who are Yes, they're, they're down the leagues But but they're confident They're winning every week Was it just a It was the worst fixture For them wasn't it You felt as if If there was going to be An upset at the weekend That's where it was going to come from But I don't think That's going to That's going to be Of, of any Any benefit To St Johnson fans Because I mean You look They still played Their strongest team available uh, You look at the game You watch the highlights You know Chances created You know Guilt edge chances There wasn't really many Going in St Johnson's favour Kelty Hearts probably had the best chance out with the goal to make it two. So, you know, it's certainly been worrying signs, but I can only talk about the experience of playing them a couple of times and watch them. I do feel as if they'll be okay, but somebody has to start start going, uh, scoring goals quick. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, that's the old cliche, too good to go down and all that stuff. Is yeah. that just... No such thing. Th- no such thing. Yeah. Um, you add the cup to that. I we said this at the weekend, didn't we? The cup can be... Uh, one of two things. People talk about it being respite. If, if you're in a bad... 
league run But actually it can compound the misery for everyone Especially yeah. if it's a fixture like that Where you're the favourite You're expected to go through All the pressures on you And then this happens I think the, the gamble taken on Nadia Chifshi Was hard to fathom for me I would think that you know he'd been Floundering for a long time And I, I wouldn't like to hang my hat On Chifshi being the one that will get you out of the bother um, Where I also understand why Callum must be Scratching his head Is that in order to win two cups And in order to knock Rangers out On the way to getting one of them At Ibrooks, You must have had some strength of character but Oh the left back The five foot eight left backs conceded <laughs> Hugh oh. oh it's deflected he can, he can, There's nothing he could have done about that I wouldn't expect him to save it But He's nowhere near it He's nowhere near it He's not even no. dived I mean again on the subject of goalkeepers uh, I mean Xander Clark Magnificent for St Johnston But overall They've gone from The heights yeah. Of last season To the lows of this season Wait, And I don't understand where That strength of character has gone However That despair Has got to be Joy If you're a Kelty fan and we've got Ruri, who's on the line. What did that result mean to you at the weekend, Ruri? I'm still on a come down from it. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, oh, evening, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my, Pleasure. Taking my call. Um, absolutely elated for the team, for the boys, um, for the gaffer, um, everyone in the back, back room, uh, all the back staff who have worked tirelessly all week, um, preparing and getting ready for the game, and you know what the the result in, in front of. A select capacity crowd at New Central Park was it was absolutely amazing. It was fantastic. It was such a good game. Yeah, the the, the journey the club's been on, Rory, and, and these community clubs and they mean so much to people. I'm sure the club means so much to you. So to see it all kind of come together and I know there'll be in some ways bigger fish to fry in terms of, of promotion, but to see it all come together um like that on a big occasion at the weekend, that must have meant the world to you and your fellow fans. Listen, I'll echo like the sentiments of the manager and the gaffer and what he says. We should fear no one. There's there's no reason to fear anyone. Um, it sounds daft in saying that, but if you're going against a club, you can a bigger club, you can only just play the game. You know, you can't change the, the formation. You can't change the way we play. You play how we, we normally play, and we go for it. You know, if we win, lose, or draw. As long as the boys are putting 110% out on the pitch That's all we can ask for and As a fan, as someone involved within the, the media team at the club you know, it's, it's fantastic for us to see the fruit of the labour Of what happens in the training And you know, in the back, back um, of, the, kind of the scenes Everything that goes on at Kelty And the commitment by the people, the volunteers, the staff The players and the gaffer It's it's what it's, it's come to now is that we don't fear anyone because we have no reason to fear. And I think many clubs are going to look at us and be like, oh, I don't want to be playing them. And I think Elgin um, tomorrow when we when go when we go up, they're going to be a bit happier that we've played 120 minutes. Yeah. But you know what? It's, it's a fantastic result. And the boys and, and girls behind the staff, everyone connected to the club, it's, it's just elation. That's all it is Andy you know Kevin Thompson well They've got a good thing going don't they Yeah really good friend of mine And uh, I've got to say when i seen the recruitment That the, the, they managed to pull off in the summer Not only getting him in as, uh, as head coach But the likes of Jamie Barjonas coming in Joe Cardo uh, It seems as if 
with the ambition of the recruitment they were aiming for promotion into the uh, into League One and they've obviously started the season ever so well but Kevin Thompson being a good friend of mine a proper football man I always knew that uh, he would he would have that team well drilled and playing his type of football which which made the, the game against St Johnson all the more impressive I, I don't think they changed their style of play that they play every single week and uh, they fancied their chances to go and play football and, and match up against St Johnson and oh. do well and they've done that that's the point I, I go back to the point Kelty Harps approached the game in the proper manner they played football 90 regulation minutes into extra time and the goal that they scored was again a proper goal and they have knocked out the holders from three divisions above them mm-hmm. in the proper manner. Callum Higginbottom took his goal well, yeah, didn't he? Absolutely. And he admits he, he took a, a, a very poor first touch, but he made up for it. Uh, and there's a guy that's been around from everywhere. Last stop, I think, was in India. Uh, but buys into Kevin Thompson and what's going on there. Uh, and. I can only commend Kelty because they played the game in the proper manner. Any reason why this run can't continue? You've got another big crack at it in the next round, Rudy. Listen, as I said before, um, we can't go fearing clubs. Um, we've got to play football, as, as Hugh says. Um, we've just got to go in, you know, do the the preparations, do our homework on on Saint Mirren. I would probably say that they are a far better team than St. Johnson this season. It goes without saying, going by performance season position in the league. But again, we can stay away from the fact that we've got a good chance here of progressing in the next in the next round. If we do our homework, we play how we how we play and we give them a good going. That's all we can do. What's well, to look forward to? Thank you, Rory. Enjoy the rest of your week. You'll be on cloud nine for a bit longer, I suspect. That was Rory, who is a Kelty Hearts fan and a happy one, uh, as you can probably imagine. Quickly, any more on this teaser for defenders in the top t- top ten defenders in terms of assists English Premier League history? Andy Robertson's there. That's why the question's been asked. Leighton Baines, Trent Alexander, Arnold, Dennis Irwin. No, that's a good shout though. Zabaleta. No No Lee, no. Lee Dixon No Aspilicueta Yes Well done Hugh Okay we'll leave it there No Okay <laughs> Give me one One more then Ashley Cole Yes Tenth though Sneaks on How, how many count. How many Oh I don't know I'll ah. um, Right Let's hear from Andy's gaffer Robbie Nielsen He says Rangers bound John Souter Is set to return to the squad To face Celtic on Wednesday he missed out at the weekend. However, the manager says he's no nearer to leaving the club after the Jambos rejected an offer from Rangers last week. He's on train today, so getting a wee bit of treatment at his ankle and expect him to be available for Wednesday. Has there been any further developments with Rangers on that? Nothing, no. No. Are you expecting anything next few days? Or... Shall we wait and see. I mean, we've had an offer to get knocked back and that's it done. Is it a distraction at all for you when you've got these big games coming up to, to have that in the back of your head? But I like to be honest with you, you know, we're just focusing the game, you know, we're all, all eyes are on Celtic now, um, so it doesn't really bother us at all. Let's bring in Hartley, who is a Rangers fan from Hamilton. What do you make of the way this situation's playing out, Hartley, having heard Robbie Nielsen there? Well, I'd rather actually hear from Adney Halliday because he'll, he'll know a lot more than... <laughs> all right, uh, let's put, let's put the spotlight on him first then, if you want. Let's do that. What's the inside track? Nothing changed to what I said last week. Uh, obviously, John signed a pre-contract at Rangers. Uh, Rangers will be getting a very good player in the summer. 
But I think Hearts are, uh, are well aware how important John Souter is to the squad in a, in a quest to get third place and do well in the cup. So I'm sure Hearts have got the evaluation if, if Rangers want to take him in this transfer window and if it's met, he'll uh, be a Rangers person or rather than later. If he doesn't, then you know, hopefully we keep him to the, the end of the season. So just injured at the weekend, nothing more to that. And yeah, I think it was. A, I think it's a, an ankle injury that's been bothering for a while and it, it, it took a bad knock on it at the weekend so I thought I, th- I think that's the reason it kept him out uh, in, in the cup and, and good the, to see him back in train today in the immortal words of Graham Soonis can I say something here absolutely if he had an ankle injury I am Elvis Presley your he, cynicism knows no bounds he's out of that game at the weekend because he's not going to get cup tied because he, he wants to be with Rangers uh, in the latter rounds of the cup so go on then call me <laughs> Call me economical with the truth Come on Andy uh, Defend you, the theory You asked me What it is I told you He had an ankle injury Don't listen to Robson over there <laughs> Hartley what's your take on it? Uh, I'm afraid I agree with you <laughs> I think the ankle injury Is a buff I'd like to see them Go on with it It seems that Hearts are playing a wee bit hardball I've heard The figures I've heard Is 300,000 Going from Rangers to Hearts To me that's a good but business for both clubs. Rangers got a cracking centre half and Hearts got three hundred grand in the bank. Why are we hanging on? If Hearts won't do that then, what what should Rangers up it to? Does five hundred get you him? Do you meet in the middle and call it four? How does this play out, Hartley? Does he become a Rangers player this month? I think five hundred's too much. However, if I was in Rangers shoes, at the end of the day I'd sign the cheque. Hartley, if someone came to you to buy your house and they said 300 and you said, well, actually, I want 500, you're never going to turn around and say, well, okay then. It's, he is Hart's player to sell. Up until the summertime, he is Hart's player to sell. So they are entitled to drive as hard a bargain as they can drive. 500,000 would only get the west wing of Keevan's Towers Correct. anyway, wouldn't it? Wouldn't so. even get the man cave. Uh, uh, Andy, so. Is it done in terms of you know it's not something the players are talking about day after day? It doesn't become a distraction in that sense. No, I mean the rumours have been there long enough. Everyone knew he was going to be out of contract in the summer, and there was clubs sniffing about. Uh, it's probably a relief to John and and players in the squad that it's maybe just been announced and it's out there, and, and now John and the rest of the team mm. can focus on. Is that different? That the, the bids are are coming in though, because it you know it's not it's not as. It's not I, I, like we've heard the last of it. Well, what, what I would say in, in John Suter's defence is it would probably be worse as a, as a squad if he was refusing to play, which he never done last week. He could have refused to play. He could refuse to play against Celtic, which he's not doing. So it's, I, I think that would make it work. But he's been ever the the professional about it, and I think that's that's it. That's the best thing. Thanks, Hartley. We will find out in the next week or so. I am sure it was nice to speak to you. Can you guys name the top ten defenders with the most assists in English Premier League history? Andy Robertson's up to second That's why the question's been asked Leighton Baines Trent Aspilicueta Ashley Cole Gary Neville surely Yeah just he is He is on there And one, two, three, four to get We'll get them next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are on the home straight With Andy Halliday And Hugh Keevans In the final part of tonight's show but there's still work to be done on this full-time teaser. Tony Higgins followed the simple instructions to take part. He sent an email to fulltime at clyde1.com with a question on it. And now we're using the question on the show, which is, can the guys name the top 10 defenders with the most assists in English 
Premier League history Our own skipper Andy Robertson looks set To go top at some point He's second behind Leighton Baines You've got his teammate Trent Alexander-Arnold Aspilicueta Gary Neville Ashley Cole Any during the break? Graham Lasseau Ooh good shout Well done I'm thinking Long established career Seamus mm. Coleman No Kel Walker Nope We're going back a bit For most of the remaining ones I've got a big shout here Yeah Leeds Corner taker Free kick taker He's got it Left back Put him out his misery Ian Hart Ian Hart Well done The last two are very tough Very tough indeed But you've given it a good go so far I must say Let's bring in Ian Who's a Partick Thistle fan From Bears Den Happy I assume Ian After the weekend uh, Happy and unhappy Um <laughs> Before I go, can I just make a, a, another point before I go on to my sure. main point? I'd just like to um, wish the C team of Stevie and Dino all the best against Mrs. Brown's boys in the semi-final of the Golf Winter League this weekend. And if they get through, they're up against myself and Big Jumpy, the A team, who get through to the final at the weekend there. Brilliant. I mean, I've got not a, not a clue what you're on about, but it sounds great. Well, so nice, all, to be, nice to be on your show, Ian. All the best. Yeah, well, I'm only probably back home because I, I met Mr. Kevin's other week outside the spa shop. And, uh, <laughs> Did I you? <laughs> Celeb spotting in Bear's Den. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember this, Hugh? Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for my grandkids to come off the school bus and I met Ian outside the shop. Yeah. I hope he was nice to eat, Ian. Oh, he was. Good. A gentleman as always. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Well, you talk about um, a bit happy. So I was happy with the result. I was, uh, it's the refereeing I'm on about. Uh, the sending off was preposterous uh, the previous week we were on again like on television and the penalty that was given against us in the Kilmarnock game which cost us two points was ridiculous as well and after the draw in the Scottish Cup if you cast your mind back to last year's game with Indy United Nicky Clark's 92nd minute winner when he shoved the Thistle defender on his backside and on to score um, that's the three last times we've been on television and every time we've had a bad decision to go against us I'd be lying if I said I could remember the Dundee United one But producer Callum, big Dundee United man is nodding He even agrees with you So that, that tells you everything you need to know um, Hugh, I actually that Sometimes these cut through a bit more You look at Ian McCall's reaction yeah. gen, Verging on angry after the game about the sending off So is Ian And they won So yeah. you know it's not the usual It's not sour grapes or, or, or an excuse for, for a bad defeat it's just genuinely a, a, a baffling decision as far as Ian and his namesake in the dugout go. Ian on the line uh, used the word preposterous. And I think when football people like Ian, the manager at Partick Thistle, Ian McCall, when they see something so preposterous, they feel they have to do something about it. And uh, I imagine that Thistle will go through with their uh, intention to appeal the red card. And Ian McCall... Said after the game He didn't even think It was a foul well, Never was, mind a red card That was going to be My question to Andy Is it even a foul I don't think so No I was going to I was going to echo Ian's words I, I could see why It's maybe given From the referee's angle But watching it back He, he makes contact with the ball And it ricochets off I think it was Akinoa Is that right Ian For Partick Thistle Yeah, yeah. Akinoa makes he makes contact with the ball Wins a challenge It sort of ricochets off a striker He bundles over his trailing leg In a red card I mean but I wasn't expecting that narr- narrative tonight There's a the, few the Party Thistle Referees are against Party Thistle <laughs> When they're on the telly There's a few layers to it though Because even then If it was a foul Which You're saying it's not Is, is, is it he, last is, man Is he definitely last yeah, man anyway I know. So there's 
There's right, a lot going certainly on Certainly a poor decision uh, Ian come on let, Let's do the happy stuff though. You're through In the cup uh, You've got a crack at Dundee United Happy with that? Oh yeah We owe them one We definitely <laughs> owe them one There's a few years of history Between the two mm-hmm. clubs Between the, the playoffs years ago um, Stealing my manager And then um, Last year's Preposterous decision As I like to say um, so I think we'd won them one this year, and it'd be good to to win over them. But I'm more I'm more uh, concerned with trying to get up. I mean, you only need to sign a couple of strikers because all these are fronts in the door out on the road out. I'll uh, probably go in this month. I think that's confirmed. So, yeah, it's yeah. Dundee pre-contract. Got a lot of pre-contracts these days. You, um, I, I remember the game that Ian's talking about. One of the games, um, Partick Thistle at Tannadice, the playoffs. I'll, I'll just say robbery, Ian. Robbery, yes. Uh, again, refereeing decision by Mr. Watcham, who wouldn't give us a second penalty, which was more blatant than the first one he did give us. Correct. So uh, there again, we've brought referees into uh, all these big decisions that seem to go against us. <laughs> Do you know what? It's good to see we don't hold a grudge. What year was that again? Well, Les Mossram then went to the, the, the World Cup in America in 1994 <laughs> on the back of it. <laughs> uh, Andy, what were you, two years old? 1984, three years old. Right. Yeah. Do you remember? No, no, no. no 1994, I, I said. 1984, yeah, three, three years old. You're three years old, 1994. Yes. He's younger than me. I was at the World Cup in America and I was, oh, what was I, yeah. 1994, about 40 something. And they could tell me about that trip on the way home. Ah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, listen, I, 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 no one holds a grudge like Scottish football fans. So no, I'm glad that we, we've got the, the 1994. Malice, mistrust. Always remember those three words. Scottish football is powered by <laughs> spite. Malice and mistrust yeah, We've got a lot of good cup ties to look forward to Ian, thank you for phoning Don't worry if you see Hugh in the street again Feel free to ignore him, alright? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's a gentleman I'll always say hello yeah, He's been called worse, right? Thank you, mm. Ian and Bears Den Is there time to get a call in? There, yeah, there could yeah, still be if you, want to, if you want to squeeze one in But we might be up against it And we do still have other um, talking points it's, You know, As far as shocks go Kelty, you can't get any better than that Were there any others? At all? No, not no. that. Not, not that really. Scale, no. No. no, you've got to look any at the. Even... You've got to look at the next round as well. Is there any potential shocks there? Uh, if Pim, you're sure, Arbroff. Yeah. Arbroff are obviously flying just mm. now. And it's a difficult place to go at Gayfield. So, well, we had we had it on in here, down for Parkway. They were heading for a shock for a bit and didn't make it you, too easy Peter, on themselves. Peterhead Dundee. I know that Peterhead needed penalties to eliminate East Cobride Thistle, but the the kind of form that Dundee are in. They won't be relishing Peterhead, uh, so that one's a, it's a just dangerous. East Bride They've added the thistle. That's like I think they play in the sort of lower <laughs> or runs. Big but um, yeah, the point stands, of course. Um, I don't know if you've seen the clip, right? It's on. I think it's on Motherwell's own sort of social media um, channels, and it's Kevin Van Veen's penalty. And as he's stepping up, you can see him in the background. You can see Doug Emery, and more importantly, you can hear him. And then. You can see the lips moving And as just as Kevin Van Veen's about to hit it How am I going to explain this on a family show? He says um, Miss it, you big <laughs> and, you, and I mean that word You know like of all the words that I really can't get away with saying on uh-huh. here yeah, yeah, The yeah. one that would be near the top of the list uh-huh. Yeah I can I can he, probably guess at that four letter one Yeah exactly <laughs> Um <laughs> Genuinely, just as he's stepping up, so it's good to see that these things happen at the top level. You know, they were not above that. It was yeah, miss I, it then. Yep, I love the interviews as well after the game. 
I mean Graham Alexander saying the best team went through in five seconds later <laughs> Dougie Emery saying the best team went out and you've got to say when the base a chance it did look a pretty even game yeah it was pretty close uh, Liam Donnelly's it, goal is worthy of winning goal. it isn't it's it it's a great goal didn't he quite beat the diving header at Beachwood but it was <laughs> a great goal what did you think of the penalty Gordon I'm untested well, obviously it was Stonewall well, Nailed so. on Can't Look, believe you're questioning it quite harsh to me etc. Here. <laughs> We did have a bit of a debate About it in the show To be fair at the weekend I'll be honest I, Even I can separate Sometimes I, I don't Really have strong feelings Either way um, What did you make of it? There was a bit of a split In the studio Was there not on Saturday? Yeah um, I thought it was a penalty I have to push say on Ross Yeah I think um, from a certain angle And this is where you cut the referee some slack He gets one look from one angle And one split second uh, And the referee did give the penalty And I think the referee in that instance was correct Okay, I think we'll just about leave it there Because these guys have got two more to get on the full-time teaser Which is the top ten defenders with the most assists In English Premier League history Leighton Baines, Andy Robertson, Graham Lesseau, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ian Hart Aspilaqueta, Gary Neville and Ashley Cole Two to get You'll never get them David Unsworth No Never I hate when you say never get them Hate it Maybe one of them But See, It's a challenge to your professional instincts Gary Kelly Hopeless mm. Give me a team Everton Everton Chef Wednesday uh, Man City as well But before That was before Premier uh, League Hinchcliffe Andy Hinchcliffe <laughs> He's good then eh? He's decent I've still got one to get though Oh well Played for Chelsea Chelsea And managed against Celtic Semi-recently in Europe Oh Kludge Kludge manager Ah, oh. Romanian guy Come on you. Oh. Petrescu Dan Petrescu Dan Petrescu oh. Well done Thank you Hugh Evans And Andy Halliday Another lively Start to the week in Scottish football And it doesn't stop there we've got huge fixtures coming up so make sure you join us tomorrow Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel as well as Aberdeen St Mirren and really the build up to Wednesday taking place tomorrow as well five huge fixtures then so there is a lot to look forward to we will see you then and Callum Gallagher is up next